Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey everybody, welcome to Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is Phil Ranta, the Sports Outsider. Yes, I am. I don't know much about sports, and Indeed I'm on a sports podcast. You don't episode that... 117. I still don't know anything <laughs> about sports. We, we've 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 maintained this. I mean, it's actually a little impressive that you continue to know as little about sports as you do. Willfully, you would willfully stay ignorant. Yeah, many people would have like accidentally learned something about sports. In the I've course learned of a little bit. This. I know that Tim Tebow is not as good as people say he is. That's yes. okay. You know what? This this sounds like a future bit. Is Phil lists the ten things he's learned about sports <laughs> yes. in over a hundred episodes on a sports 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 podcast? Yeah. I bet that even if I tried my absolute hardest to say what I've learned on this sports podcast, it'd still be pretty pitiful. It's, I feel like there'd be some ten. things would probably be wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like out of ten, two or three would be wrong to borderline wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and some of them will be the equivalent of public interest stories, like <laughs> ones that were cool for one week, but I remember the bit, and I'm like, yeah. that was funny. Like, that wasn't really sports-related, Phil. Ah, we can do. Chris Humphreys, no longer married to Kim Kardashian. That's Phil, I didn't count. I do know that. Yep. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, unnecessary insult. <laughs> Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, unnecessary insult. Brought to you Brought by... Mentos, you jerk. Feel the rush in your mouth. <laughs> okay, that was an aggressive Mentos drop. It was a completely unnecessary insult. Oh, I see what they did there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. LaShawn McCoy disses Tebow, semicolon, asserts talent of his son. Wow. LaShawn McCoy at the same time? Is his son Tebow? No, no, no. It's all this gang stuff being directed at a family man. No, no, no. No, no. LaShawn McCoy doesn't have a son? LaShawn McCoy was not the one with reputed gang ties. That was Deshaun Jackson. Oh, and you're racist. Yeah. Well, there's Sean What's more in racist? both of their first names. LaShawn McCoy, the Philadelphia Eagles running back. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, same team, too. Okay. I feel like I'm in the clear on this one. Nope. Not at all. LaShawn McCoy, the Philadelphia Eagles running back, who has twice as many capital letters in his name than most people, right. was at baggage retrieval at an airport when he was approached by TMZ. The TMZ cameraman, because I think reporter would be a little too generous, sure. asked McCoy some questions before getting to an extremely transparent attempt to give Americans some Tim Tebow news. So we thank him for that. He asked you. McCoy, who is the most talented player not currently on an NFL roster? So McCoy starts kind of like thinking to himself, and the cameraman, not reporter, goes, how about Tim Tebow? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, basically he's like, I need to drum up some Tim Tebow news. Sure. Right. I know people are searching Google News for Tim Tebow. Yeah. Got to give him that. Or Yahoo News. No. Okay. Absolutely not. So, uh, basically, to which uh, McCoy responded, my son is two. I'll take my son over Tim Tebow. Oh! I don't know if that's an insult. I've never seen his two-year-old son play. He might have a wicked arm. No. No. Well, odds are his arm is better than Tim Tebow's. Well, I think we'd call arm strength a wash, to be fair. Okay, yeah. But accuracy, 
I'm probably going to go with the two-year-old. So eventually McCoy uh, settled on Vince Young and Chris Johnson as the two best players not in the roster, to which baby McCoy said, seriously, if I'm better than Tebow, you bet your ass I'm better than Vince Young. Oh! Now let's talk spit bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's just one of those things like, out of nowhere, Tim Tebow is is doing sit-ups hoping to get on an NFL team next year. And it's just like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Like, out of nowhere, LaShawn McCoy just totally goes off on this guy. In fairness, it's kind of on the TMZ cameraman. LaShawn McCoy, like, to me, could almost just be reacting to the cameraman being a jackass. Yeah, where's being the like, journalistic ethics in TMZ? Yeah, it's like almost they like they're not the there. I think that's actually under their masthead. Uh, Where are the journalistic ethics? That's a good <laughs> tagline. Yeah, well. Yeah. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, unnecessary insult. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, unnecessary insult. Brought to you by... Mentos, you're a dumb idiot. Feel the rush in your mouth. Oh, I like that. That had had attitude. The Philly version, yeah. yeah. That was good. What do we have on the show today? Uh, Well, we have an interview with the trainer... Uh, of t- uh, Michael Phelps. Yeah, well, Brent- oh, because he's coming out of retirement. He's coming out yeah. of retirement, going to be in the 2016 Olympics. Well, and- he's, we don't know that for sure. He's making a push for it, right? He's making a push for it, and Jean has assured us that he found Tim Tebow's trainer. Yeah, so- Bryson Jones. Bryson Jones, yeah. Tim Tebow's trainer. Ooh, great name. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a very strong, like, trainery name. Like, you can imagine someone named Bryson Jones being like, yeah. swim more laps. And Bryce sounds a little Irish, doesn't it? Nope. No. Hey, Phil, do we have a weird sportsman? You're goddamn right we do. All right, let's do some news, news, news. Yeah. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. New football helmet technology could save college athletes' brains. Ooh. That's good. Will not save them from careers at Enterprise Rental Car. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, concussions have been in the news and in the zeitgeist for a while as uh, repeated concussions cause long-term health issues for uh, older football players. Neurological disorders. Depression. That's good. No, 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 no. Oh, no. no that's no. bad. I'm yeah, sorry. No. Memory loss. Oh, confusion, going every other. Dementia. Aggression. Terrible yeah. things. As such, uh, there's a decline. Among Pop Warner, that's uh, you know a 9.5% drop the past couple years. And in USA Football, got a 6.7% drop in uh, 2011 for ages 6 to 14. Uh, helmet ran- manufacturer Rydell has taken steps towards increasing player safety by creating a helmet that minimizes the impact of a vicious hit by diffusing the energy of the hit throughout the helmet and using sensors inside the helmet to alert the sideline of a possible concussion. Whoa. Danger, concussion. Danger, concussion. <laughs> Danger, concussion. Got little arms that grow out the side <laughs> and wave back and forth like jelly? Well, I feel like it, it, if it's that loud, it's really bad for the opposing team to hear, this player may have a concussion. This player may have a concussion. <laughs> like, oh, I think we should target that guy yeah, when he comes back out in the field. probably seeing a little blurry. Yeah. This is why in ice hockey, they, they merely refer to them as upper body injury <laughs> or lower body injury. <laughs> Anything more specific, and they're going to go for it. Uh, Rydell also wowed investors on a first quarter earnings call by announcing they were also getting into the MRI machine business just to, quote, cover their bases. (laughs) Uh, Rydell's newest helmet set to debut on college fields this fall is called Speedflex. This past spring, about 30 teams across the country have been trying it out. However, in a case of intellectual triage, no SEC schools have been brought in to participate. (laughs) It's basically the near-perfect parallel of disaster movie Asteroids about to hit Earth. We can only fit so many people on the spaceship. Ooh. 
we can only save the brains of half the college athletes. I'm sorry, Florida State. Oh, yeah. you guys. Vanderbilt's yeah. banging on the door on the outside of the spaceship. <laughs> I can't a crusty, crusty general telling him, I'm this sorry. This is unfair. I'm sorry, Vandy. You made your choice. We're going to die out here. <laughs> you will now die with your brothers in the SEC. <laughs> Um, the colleges. I would watch this movie, but <laughs> yeah, like, sounds, sounds like that dramatic. terrible Matt Damon movie about yeah. the flying city of Richies. Uh, the college's reaction, as they've, as they've been trying them out, uh, has been uh, very positive yeah, uh, in terms of the, the company uh, trying to solve uh, the looming concussion problem. This, of course, depends on how you classify the concussion problem. For Roger Goodell, the problem isn't concussions causing long-term mental health issues, but the public's general awareness of concussions <laughs> causing long-term mental health issues. Sure. Goodell plans to fight this, not with new helmet technology, but ball gags for scientists. <laughs> this is something uh, climate change deniers had discussed but had never implemented because, according to Goodell, they're pussies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're doing some interesting research, actually, on uh, whether or not neck-strengthening exercises can reduce the number of concussions. Because you know, concussions are caused, you know, because the, the your brain essentially hits the, the side of your skull and it gets bruised. And gets bruised. <laughs> yeah, it's bad but news. So if if yeah. I think it's like if your neck is stronger, maybe your head doesn't whip around so much during a violent hit, and therefore, I mean, it's inconclusive so far. But I thought the whipping around was the good part, though, because you kind of go with the. I did that and got away from my microphone when I whipped my head to the side. <laughs> right. But like when it whips, it's like going like it's less clanging, right? It's no, like, no. It's like hitting a sponge rather than hitting a brick wall. No. I think that's what the helmet is trying to do, what you're talking about. But I think right. in general, strengthening neck muscles probably isn't bad. I feel yeah. like it can only lead to good. Well, you you might get jokes from, you know, nerds about, you know, Mr. No Neck over there. But I feel like that's well worth Who's it if you don't Mr. get concussed. No, am I Mr. No Neck? <laughs> no, you have a very prominent neck. It's I was like, going to say, my like neck a giraffe. is like, I've got a Brock Lesnar neck. But if, if, you, if you've got the, like, the, what was it, the, the lats, if your lats yeah. are really big, yeah. you wind up with that Like Batista? Yeah. yeah, like Batista, like <laughs> Bat Mitzvah. <laughs> However, Speed Flex is not a concussion-proof helmet. Boo. Thanks a lot, scientist. Yeah. Hope you enjoy your ball gags. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what well, are they working on? <laughs> So the technology, it might prevent some concussions from happening and could ultimately give coaches and training staffs more information about the hits players take on the field. It's not going to stop football from being a violent sport. Ain't that right, Mr. Scientist? <laughs> so we're sort of protecting college kids, I right. guess. Kind yeah. of. So Slowly but surely making football a not hideously dangerous game. Yeah, like putting those emergency phones on campus every quarter of a mile. <laughs> kind of protecting them. The odds that something bad's going to happen right next to a phone, not great. Yeah. Also, tag team sexual assaults, you know, you have a buddy by the phone. Yeah. You chase her to the phone. Right. It's it's it's, it's a gimme. Or by I'm the rap group tag team. I'm with the direction that this <laughs> bit took. Well, now that we're protecting college athletes, let's exploit them. Good. <laughs> New study shows how much college athletes are worth. Wow. Ooh. Spoiler, concussions accelerate depreciation. <laughs> I, would, I would like to buy your female volleyball team. <laughs> how much are they worth? Oh, actually, actually not much. Not, not much. I will Something purchase. tells me that the pricing of the female volleyball team would follow a different trajectory than, than this one. That's right. This, this report focuses on the money sports. A March survey was done by the National College Players Association, who clearly have an agenda. So they partnered with Drexel University on this, as paying their players would essentially bankrupt them. Okay. So you got you know two teams 
uh, teaming up here. The projected fair market value of the average college football player from 2011 to 2015 would be, drumroll please, $178,000. The report notes that this excludes walk-ons who are essentially worthless. Oh. Right? They made it onto the team. Yeah, but they didn't hustle. Uh, they walked onto the team. You know oh, what the I coach see. is looking for? Run-ons. That's yeah. why. Oh, okay. You know, you know that was him. a Rich Rod thing, right? Was it? Yeah, he because he was a walk-on at West Virginia. So when he was at Michigan, he increased the walk-on program and called them run-ons. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. That's a buzzword. I did not know that. And Joel knows a lot about run-ons, especially sentences. Hey, hey. <sighs> you make fun of me about a lot of shit, Phil. You will not make fun of me about grammar. Oh, projected I'm sorry. Projected fair market value of uh, the average college basketball player. <clears throat> cash register noise, please. Cha ching 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 ching. Three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Whoa, yeah, that makes sense. that's more. Well, it's because basketball teams have much fewer scholarships than football teams, and fewer people oh, playing. Was, yeah, fewer people playing. I was also thinking because, uh, well, they might not have factored this in, but you you get guys who can play in the N- in the NBA at like eighteen and do so successfully. Oh, okay. I feel like the NFL generally speaking like no nobody's gonna be able to make it no they're talking about just how how much money they they produce like here here, they did it oh based on revenue yeah it was calculated using revenue sharing percentages defined in the nfl and nba cbas and team revenues as reported by each school to the federal government so if i had been listening yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so like uh johnny football yep would have been worth uh five hundred forty seven thousand dollars uh from 2011 to 2012 kansas jayhawk forward andrew wiggins Mm-hmm. Uh, more than 1.6 million. Wow! Uh, the revenue from college sports is huge. 10.6 billion was generated from college athletics in 2012, according to the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the NCAA is feeling the heat. Okay. Yeah. Northwestern's actually going to vote on whether to unionize or not. April 25th, they're losing a PR battle when they see uh, when people see coaches mm-hmm. making millions of dollars on the backs of players who are often from disadvantaged backgrounds. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do about Maybe it? Maybe not so much at Northwestern. Yeah, that's true. Speaking, yes. Generally speaking, yes. So what are they going to do about it? I don't know. NCAA expands meal allowances for college athletes. <laughs> that's nice of them. Wow. That's good. These guys get it. Yeah. yeah. Talk they- about like... Things that people are shocked that you aren't already doing for 500, Alex. There was one thing that when I was in college one day, I ran out of meal credits on my uh, card and I didn't have any money and I had to miss dinner and breakfast the next morning. Yeah. Well, imagine if it were also against the rules for you to have a job. Yeah, that would be bad. I would need to eat. The the proposal would allow D1 schools to provide unlimited meals and snacks to all all athletes, including walk-ons. Oh, Uh, who are you? Worthless, as we've said before. Yeah, pre- and pre- so this is a pretty big capitulation by the NCAA. <laughs> yeah. They included walk-ons. Yeah. Talk about generous. Unlimited meals and snacks. This this move occurred eight days after UConn guard Shabazz Napier complained during the Final Four that sometimes he went to bed quote starving because he could not afford food. Yeah, <sighs> these millennials, truly the me 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 generation. <laughs> I oh. found a loophole. What's that? Right? Oh, oh, uh, popular football player on campus. Here's your breakfast. Have a warm plate of one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it could be some argument about the nutritional value of money. Hey, it's all g- greens. <laughs> uh, previously, schools were allowed to offer unlimited meal. Oof, that's no, only no, one. actually, I'm kidding. It was actually oh, they had three meals per day or a stipend for those meals to scholarship athletes. 
Uh, in addition to uh, more snacks and meals, the new rule would allow walk-ons to receive the same allowances as scholarship athletes and drink out of the same drinking fountains. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> On weekends. Right. Oh, okay. Not, right. Not, can't let them have We can't launch. go crazy no. here. We are yeah. talking about walk-ons after all. Right. So previously, in addition to the only three meals a day earlier, previously they were allowed to offer, there was a NCAA bylaw allowing schools to offer bagels, fruits, nuts to athletes, but according to an interpretation, spreads like cream cheese were prohibited. Really? The NCAA eliminated this interpretation last year after years of lobbying by Kraft CEO W. Anthony Verner. Really? Yeah. Is that, a, is that a joke or the true story part? <laughs> they are the makers of Philadelphia cream cheese. Why, how come his last name isn't Kraft? He's just a CEO. It's not a family company anymore, man. Publicly traded. Change yeah, it. Doesn't, don't the Krafts who own the Patriots have like nothing to do with the Krafts? Yeah, no, that's food? not. I think those are just weird. How is there more than more than one craft? Do they have to do with arts and crafts? Nope. The idea wow. that there not was even the, that. the craft was was even like an actual name. I was just like, wait, oh, that wasn't just like a clever thing that they named the cheese? Like, no. Well, that's a load of craft. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think this move will will really get the heat off the NCAA guys. Oh yeah, I think this was this was the entire source of all criticism, if memory serves. Uh, we've done some research, and it appears our services are worth thousands of dollars. Tell you what. How would you guys like some Nutri-Grain bars? Yeah. I'll take one. <laughs> this is like saying, hey, you owe me $10,000, and them saying, like, how about a lollipop? Wait, unlimited lollipops. <laughs> you know what they're essentially doing here? What? They're turning the NCAA, their scholarship athletes, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet now. Yeah. You know how that works? When you see the price for an all-you-can-eat buffet, your immediate thought is, I need to eat more food wholesale than that dollar value there. Right. $10 all-you-can-eat buffet, I need to eat more than $10 worth of food to make sure that, that I'm a loss for the guy who owns it. Right. So now it sounds like these athletes, any football players, like over the course of the year, I need to eat $160,000 worth of food from that cafeteria. Get Go to the crab legs first. This is effectively a challenge being <laughs> laid down by the NCAA to their athletes to freaking gorge themselves. Well, that's a load of craft. <laughs> Okay, joining us now on the show, we're very excited to have Michael Phelps's personal trainer, Bryson Jones. Hey, it's great to be here. It's great to have you, it's Bryson to, Jones. It's good to be Absolutely. Here. Yeah. Great to talk to the man who works with uh, the yeah. most decorated Olympic athlete Every in day. history. I do have to say, we, we sent Phil out for burritos. You appear to have brought your own yeah. frozen burritos with you. I did. I, do you have a microwave? We do. In it's in the break room. Room. Oh, yeah. microwave. Of course we do. We, yeah. we can do that later, though. All right. I, so I shouldn't stand up and do it right now? No, no. No, we are right. in the we'll, middle of an interview, Bryson. We'll finish this then, and then I get to go get the burritos made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Or you could wait for the freshly hand-rolled, like, made burrito that Phil Michael Phelps back. is a champion. He is. He's a champion. So he's coming Arguably out of retirement. the greatest American athlete in history. I would argue the greatest uh, of all world and universe history, yes. Okay. All yes. right. So he's, he's coming on retirement obviously he hasn't been training as much as he needs oh, he's to be been training oh he has we've been working together every single day well like how oh, wow. what, what have you what, been what, doing what sort of what sort we've of been stuff doing, been doing a lot of lung capacity drills oh that makes uh, a lot of sense yeah we've been doing a lot of work with uh with water oh yeah a lot of water a lot of water right because he's a swimmer yeah yeah, yeah. so this just checks out we've been doing a whole lot of rolls rolls okay rolls and a whole Is that lot some of sort of calisthenic? Like rotary links, breathing, links. you mean rolling? Wait, yep, and yeah. we're doing, most importantly, a whole lot of inhales. 
Okay, good breathing. Yeah. Well, and I guess you know, it's, it's time yes. specifically for a swimmer. It's yeah. probably breathe be in, important. hold, breathe out. In it, yeah, with that's the good, what you do. Out with the also good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've never heard it quite phrased that way. But yeah. yeah, I guess if you're you're swimming, you have to time your breathing very specifically. I'm talking about marijuana. What? I'm sorry. What? What? I'm talk. I've I've said I'm talking about marijuana. No, no, we We've heard. We've been you, doing I, a lot of work in that field. Wait, we, we, we thought he is. Thought he has you, the heart of a champion. It's three sizes larger than it's supposed to be. Okay, I thought you said you were Michael Phelps's trainer. Oh, I am trainer in weed. <laughs> Wait, that, that doesn't even. Michael yeah. Phelps no, is you a need marijuana a weed trainer. Tra- yes, a you weed need tra- a weed trainer if you want to be a champion. A champion you weed be a- smoker. Yeah, cha- what did you think I was talking about? Swimming. Yeah, yeah, everything you said up in the marijuana could plausibly be linked uh, to swimming. Nope, let's roll it back a little bit. Oh, we <laughs> joked. All right, first of all, we talked about breathing, right? Yep, which is, <laughs> up, we talked okay, about yep, breathing, right? That right? is actually. So it's puff, puff, pass. I make sure that his puffs take nice deep breaths, fill the lungs, hold it, hold it, hold it. A little bit more, come on, keep holding. Okay. Keep holding. Don't you let it out yet. Don't you let it out yet. Keep holding. You're turning purple, but that's good. That means you're working. And three, two, one, zero, negative one. Exhale. Okay. Do you know how long that was? How long? That was a lot of seconds. Yeah. That was more I, than people. I like. imagine that was that was. A very... It expands the lungs and it allows you to take in all of the yeah, THC. But with all the smoke, it's probably bad for the lungs. Listen, I mean, no, also, I mean, I, I worry that proven. I mean, when he's legalize it, doing when you when you're doing these, I would assume sometimes he's coughing when you're holding it in that that long. Well, yeah. that's just the lungs saying, "Hey, I'm here and I'm ready." It sounds like you're taking. That's the lungs talking to you. It sounds like you're taking one of the greatest athletes in American history and destroying Making him, him. A champion? Yeah, no. I'm not. No, I'm not destroying him. Well, I mean, he went. He came to me. The sort of healthy lungs that he has, if he's holding smoke in him for that long, you're going to destroy like his, his lung That's capacity. That's why we make sure that it's clean. Hence the water. What? We only oh, train with smoke. water bongs, okay. all yeah. right? It purifies the smoke. And then when he breathes in, it's puff, puff, hold it. <laughs> hold it. We, we got this before. Oh, okay. And really, yeah. it's not so much sure. puff as... Right. Yeah. When it's well, bong, I make I him puff twice. It's twice the work. He has to puff in twice. All right. Okay, well, but what about you said rolling and licking? Yeah. I oh, thought geez. those were some sort of calisthenic. Uh, this is the most Joel. obvious one we missed, Joel. Yeah. To be fair, this clearly seems to indicate rolling doobies. He was Yes, I make sure that they're absolutely watertight, those doobs. Okay. They're water, there's no room for water to get in because they're such tight rolls. Uh, okay, but I can see you, you have a Twitter account. I do. Absolutely. It's yep. it's at uh, BryGuy57. We yep. probably should have noticed with that one. Yep. That's it, me. I'm the BryGuy. Just yesterday, I see it says uh, working the butterfly with Michael Phelps. Yeah, we are working the butterfly. So butterfly, I mean, that's, that's a it's swimming a swim stroke. Move. Yes, yeah. it is a swimming stroke. But more importantly, it's the name of my butterfly-shaped bong. Oh, Christ. It's yeah. a beautiful monarch, just like uh, Michael Phelps, who's the king. <laughs> so A gold medal and a weed smoking. But if he's if he's training for the Olympics, yes. yeah. which he's about to start doing, yeah. I imagine he's going to have to pull back on, on the weed, right? Yeah, I, he's meaning he'll be training now. I, 
I've made some bad decisions. What, what do you mean bad decisions? All right. You know how when you have a job where you're making $60,000 a year, right? I actually don't know. Selling about that. weed to one guy. Right? Oh. And then all of a sudden they say, you know what? You're still, you're still my bro, Bri. So when you describe yourself as Mike Phelps's trainer, you're really his dealer. I don't like the word dealer. You don't it like the word dealer. It d- we, it, we put in work. We're not doing this for fun. He's got the lungs of a champion. Sounds like you're not doing it for fun. It's work for you because you were selling marijuana to Michael Phelps. But for Michael Phelps, it sounds entirely recreational. No, no. If it was recreational, we would be playing NBA 2K11 and sitting in front of the television. Why would you be playing a three-year-old version of... Because I can't afford the new one. Is that what you wanted to hear? It's not what we wanted to hear. I I, I agree dealer kind of has a negative connotation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But But I don't know that you're truly a trainer. Do you know how much the butterfly cost? $150,000. That's an absurd I thought I could pay that off in five years of being Michael Phelps' trainer. Now you know how much I make it off Michael Phelps? How much? Like closer to $50,000 a year. (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounds awful. I budgeted an extra ten dollars a year. Okay. That's a car back in 1991. (laughs) It might be a Dodge Neon. It might be. Not anymore. No. Times they are changing, like Bob Dylan said. So elegant. You guys listen to Dylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It speaks to me. Uh, it's not surprising. See, you're you're saying that you're you're a weed dealer with a single I'm client, a weed trainer, with a single client, and that you a single champion. You have you have subsequently financially overextended yourself. Now that that Phelps is going to go back to training, and essentially, I'm going bankrupt. <laughs> Get your nomenclature right. Okay, I got gotcha. you. It's just. Why? Why not have other clients? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of celebrities who enjoy marijuana. I'm you sure got you got names. Met me. You got you got numbers. I don't know if I want to do that on air. Come on, man. I'm not sure how Michael Phelps feels about you talking about this in front hey, of everyone. Hey, trainer, it's not. Look, love can go in a lot of directions. All right, I've got a one trainer guy. I can train other people. I could train three guys at once. If I wanted to, uh huh. So I think I think I think basically, if you if you want to continue to be a trainer, maybe find some new clients or talk Phelps out of uh you know hey, coming out of retirement. I got don't, an no, idea. Don't suggest that, Jordan. Don't talk idea. Michael Phelps into coming out of not coming. I got out of an retirement. idea. What's right? your idea? I got an Bri idea. Guy. Right? Maybe you guys can break Michael Phelps's legs and arms. No, we are absolutely. Come on, do it for his trainer. I think I mentioned before that I think he might be the greatest American athlete in in history. I I'm actually excited that he's coming. All right, out of then retirement. let me use your microwave. We'll settle. All right, you you know what, Brian? You can absolutely you can, just try and if if it if it pops or something, can you try and clean out the inside of yeah, it? Yeah, like, like a wrap, policy, a, wrap a paper towel the, around yeah. it. All right, look, you guys have trained me in this burrito making, and I'm supposed to be the trainer Pretty here. Pretty flippant with the word train here. I think you're just sort of throwing that one around a lot. All right, I'm going to train myself to walk over to the microwave now. Okay, that. Th- thanks for coming on. Yeah. That, was, that was not what we thought it would be. Not at all. Got to talk to Jean. Jean. It's, it's pronounced Jean, I think. Whatever. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman. Who's weird today? This week's Weird Sportsman is a weird sportswoman. Oh. oh. Should we rebrand the second segment? No. Weird sports person. No. Seems They're like all sportsmen, even the women. If you refer to mankind, you mean both men and women. Maybe this is like... You mean best. humankind. Yeah. Yeah. This week's Weird Sportswoman. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Lillian Leitzel. No idea who that is. Really? You don't? <laughs> you guys have known so many historically. You're like, well, I know who that. Yeah. I know who up, Bobby up until Knight now, is. Well, you did. Who you all did, of them were, except for that hockey player. But then I remember and the curler. That's and the true. Curler. But the prior to now, it was well-known weirdos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't say whether or not they were obscure. I just said they were weird. All right. What a, who, got a point. Tell me about Lil- Lilith. Lillian Lillian Leitzel. L- Lillian Leitzel. Born January second, eighteen ninety-two, in Breslau, oh. Germany. Uh, I won't tell you when she died because that would be a spoiler. Uh, was an acrobat and strong woman for the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Oh, yeah, strong woman, kind of like the things you'd see on ESPN now. Real sports people. Yeah, people yep. who are lifting barrels and tree trunks. Yeah, back then they didn't have that. They had the circus. That's where the <laughs> athletes performed. Yeah, that is circus. W- that was one route to go if you were, uh, you know, a, a muscle bound person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you were uh, a basketball player who was seven feet tall back then, you wouldn't be a basketball player. Well, why freak not? Freak show. You'd be, yeah, you'd be in the freak show. That's quite a step down from basketball. More, well, I don't know. So, sure, it is. Yeah, society has advanced a lot, Jordan, since the days That's of true. freak shows. Leitzel was born as Leopoldina Alitza Pelican Ooh. in a family of circus performers. Her last so name was Pelican? Pelican. So she was from a family of circus performers. Yep. Okay. Her father was a Hungarian army officer and theater performer. Of course, that old slashy. It's not uh, a great time to be a Hungarian army officer. No. Uh, her mother was a Czech circus acrobat. I don't know how... Situations where we're Czech circus acrobats at that time. Should have uh, minored in history or <laughs> yeah, something. something like that. She spent her childhood in Germany where she lived with her maternal grandparents, not her parents. Although she had been well-educated and been prepared to pursue a career as a concert pianist, she joined her mother's acrobatic circus group, the Leamy Ladies. Was that just her playing the saber dance over and again, over and over again? I, I imagine her, her piano instructor just on the day that she tells her, well, you know, I could do that big performance at the hall, but really think about running away to the circus. Lillian, <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> in 1910, she came to the United States with the circus troupe and performed with Barnum and Bailey. The group later dissolved and its members returned to Europe, but Leitzel continued to attempt to perform in the American vaudeville circuit. Vaudeville. Vaudeville. In South Bend, Indiana, she was seen by an agent of the Ringling Brothers who offered her a contract. Hey, sweetheart, why don't you come with us, I guess? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm liking this one. All the old-timey characters that Phil's doing are yeah. great. When Ringling uh, and Barnum and Bailey merged, which that was, that, that was a big merger. Yeah, it was a circus powerhouse that they created. Yeah, she became a huge star. 
that that was held up for five years in in DOJ yeah. antitrust. Oh stuff. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. They Actually, had to get the Supreme this would Court be before on. antitrust laws. So. Oh shoot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into our act a little bit. Let's okay. get into the sports here. Here we go. What an old Lily do. Uh, Leitzel's act included one-armed planges. What are planges? Uh, it's like spinning on your hand. Oh, okay. like yep. a one-handed handstand. Yeah, but she momentarily dislocated her shoulder during each plange. She Wait, would f- what? Yep. So she could spin. Yeah, so she could spin all the way around. Oh, that's weird. Pop, 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 pop. She would flip her body over her shoulder repeatedly, sometimes hundreds of times in a feat of endurance, encouraging the audience to count each one in unison. Well, I'm going to count these. One I counted. Did you hear that? Two is what I counted. Oh, three. Seems like you just get bored of the counting if she's doing it hundreds of times. But to watch someone dislocate their shoulder over 214. 200 and seriously we're gonna leave back then there was no television or game <laughs> yeah, boy that's a good point what did they have to do they count they get together in a group and count yeah, freaks they would they would have counted anyway not at the circus yeah yeah as part of their post-evening conversation <laughs> after dinner let's try to count to a thousand. Oh, papa we have the most fun <laughs> uh she was best known for her flirty rapport with the audience Ooh. yeah like Wait, there's some subtext card. there. I do know, yeah. yeah if, if I'm out at like a bar and I'm just hanging out, but then I see a girl like uh, dislocate her shoulder and start flipping her body over hundreds of times while she's spinning in her arm, mm-hmm. I'm like, whoo. Back then, flirting was a little different, too. It was just kind of like winking and knocking yeah. your hip out to the side. like Pulling ding! your dress up so your ankle was exposed. Right, exactly. Uh, at only four feet and nine inches, she was also famous for her demanding personality and temper. Leitzel was the first performer in history history to command her own private Pullman car, completely furnished with her own baby grand piano. Her quick temper was legendary. It was not uncommon to witness Leitzel cursing or slapping a roustabout who did not adjust her rigging exactly to her liking. (laughs) Oh, you roustabout, you didn't attach my rigging exactly (laughs) to my liking. Slap, 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 slap. Further, Leitzel was known to fly off the handle and fire and rehire her personal maid, Mabel Cummings, several oh, times poor a day. woman. Yeah. <laughs> several times a day she'd fire and rehire. Oh, I'm sorry. I just have quite a temper on me. You're rehired. You're fired again. Get out of my <laughs> a, personal pulpit. What a rough car. life for Mabel. Like Lillian's voice changed a little. Yep. She got older. <laughs> In a sharp contrast, it was the same hot-tempered prima donna who was known to the children on the show as Auntie Leitzel and who would hold birthday parties for her fellow performers in her private dressing tent. She's a badass with a heart of gold, like what all the ladies are looking for. What a complex character. She's very complex. Absolutely. Although pursued pursued by many wealthy suitors, of course, in the circus, why not? Like I said. She married a series of circus individuals and never had any children. She first married a minor circus stagehand, as we all do on our first marriage. Yeah. Uh, starter circus marriage. Then a sideshow <laughs> manager, Clyde Ingalls. Working her way up. Yep. And Not then the finally, movie. the big one, the circus trapeze performer, Alfredo Corando in the 1928. F- fucking rock stars of the circus, those guys. Exactly. But that's the thing. I mean, it, it, uh, they're so like sexy up there, but you know what? Once you're actually married to an acrobat like that yeah. you begin to realize that god it's just not the storybook wedding that you think it is when you marry the, a the circus the thrill star. is gone yeah, you thought yeah. you wanted it so much then once you get it mm. yeah speaking of storybook accident and death <laughs> on february 13 1931 she fell to the ground 
Uh, from her rigging while performing in Copenhagen, Denmark. This is why she yelled at people so much. That's what I was thinking when I first read the article. <laughs> it's like, they're like, oh, she had a quick temper because she yelled at people about the rigging. No. But uh, it happened when the swivel that held the rope in place crystallized and snapped. So she should have been anal about her rigging. That's what yeah. killed her. Yep. It's probably the last thing she said. I told you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was buried in Inglewood Park Cemetery in Inglewood, California. We could oh, actually shit. visit yeah, her We should grave. go visit, guys. But in honor of her death, uh, 27 years after her death, she was brought into the International Circus Hall of Fame. Yay. So happy Did ending. Did not realize such a thing existed. Yeah, a little bit. I Where guess. Is, where's the International Circus I, Hall of Fame located? Uh, I will click on the article. The only thing about that is it's like. Heart. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> The only thing that's like maybe not as happy about is you're you're right next to your plaque might be right next to a seal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Peru, Indiana. You said Peru and for a second it's like, oh, and then you said Indiana. I was like, oh hey. And that brings an end to another Weird Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring uh, Bryce Jones back to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Come on. Just don't just do the don't you can tweet at us at sports. The number three podcast That's at sports. The number three podcast. Just no, don't stop. Finish chewing and then just continue. You can wait to eat your you burrito. You can find us on Facebook by searching Sports 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 Podcast and your little top bar thingy. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today and search Sports 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 Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports three podcast. While you're there, please follow. Could you stop doing that? You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy pod network. Please subscribe. You can find us on iTunes by going to iTunes, uh, downloading the app and searching Sports Number 3 Space Podcast. It's Sports Number 3. <coughs> sports Number 3. <laughs> Sensible space Bites. Podcast. Sensible Bites. Bryce. We'll find all of our back episodes at comedypodcastnetwork.com. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So Bryce, we're gonna have to clean the microphone. Yeah. We're gonna have to get like. A, so Bryce did opt not to eat the fresh burrito that Phil got for him. That's correct. Okay, I'm gonna have that. Oh, I'm go just gonna pop her and read it in the old micro oven. Oh, oh, god damn it! Bright, where did he did he leave? He's gone, man. Fucking frozen beans all over it. Fucking lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.